my name is Ed, and I am joined today by my co-host, Noma. Hello, hello. How are you, Noma? Uh, awake and alert, which is better than some of these recordings. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want to be on a Sunday, right? Awake and yeah, alert. It's, tr- it's true. And Dan, how are you today, sir? I am doing very well. I got uh, a lot of stuff done this week, and it's just like the the weight of work has been lifted off my shoulders. So, so you could say you're almost on a summer vacation then. I'm pretty close. I, I, was, I, was, I was about to make a horrifically obscure reference. <laughs> Go for it. Make it anyway. I was going to be like, oh, so you're saying that you're no longer feeling the weight of the world if you're going to shout it loud. Stop words yeah, that seem meaningless. It's like, I'm kidding. No, I'm making a Nier Automata yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. Is this in JoJo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this a Nier Automata? King of Crimson! Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I could, if I could, if I could pause time, get shit done, and then unpause time, my life would be so much better. Yeah, no, but see, you pause it for ten seconds, and you, you, it made the show makes you think that it's way more than ten seconds. Yeah, imagine being able to pause time and and then use that to edit the podcast immediately after, so we can immediately release the episode after release after recording it. (laughs) Pretty dope, man. We'd probably be at least two times as effective. How do you know we're not doing that already? Anyways, speaking of this podcast, yes, uh, no. Please, please, please tell our listeners what we focus on on HoloNet Headlines. No problem. So on HoloNet Headlines, we are here to bring you the latest information, uh, you know, whenever this episode comes out, on video games, TV shows, comics, books, movies, general news in the fandom, board games and miniatures, and events. So we're basically just trying to bring you all of the Star Wars news that we've been able to find up until recently. Yeah, I mean, if it's on the internet, if it's on TV, if it's on any kind of media, we find as much as we can for you. And Mm. the most important things, really, what's everybody want to know right now, yeah? And then from there, we tell you everything we can. Yeah, we'll give our own spin on the events as well. You know, what we think about them. We have our thoughts, and we we want you to hear our thoughts. But Mm -hmm. we want to hear your thoughts as well. We want to hear what you've seen. So if we don't cover something that you think is great news and you want to share it as well... You can get in contact with us, and there's several ways to do so. Don't worry. We have lots of ways to do that, and Dan is going to tell you every which way you can. Yeah, you can find us over at voiceoftheforest.com. Uh, that's our website where you can find all of our episode posts, any contests that we do on there as well pop up, and you can also find the About section, which we really haven't talked about, and we haven't really promoted at all about who we are, what our stories are about the fandom, how we got into Star Wars, and uh, you can find our shop there as well to find some nice Star Wars shirts with our logo on it or hats or pillows or mugs or face masks or I don't know. You you Great name it, TDT Public has it. How do they contact <laughs> us, though? Yes. If you want to contact <laughs> us, there's a form on that website as well. You can contact us and let us know your thoughts on something. Maybe you hate our website. Maybe you think our merch is absolutely trash. You can also email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. And you can... And all your feedback that way as well. You can also find us over at Twitter and Instagram at VoiceForcePod. And on there, you'll see all of our episode tweets. We retweet stuff about Star Wars that are being posted or people in the uh, that work at Lucasfilm, you know, tweeting stuff out. You retweet those as well. Make some comments. Uh, interact with fans. And if you retweet our new episode tweets or put them in your stories, it does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms. You can listen, rate, review, and subscribe, as well as follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you review our podcast on the platform that you listen, 
it'll be a lot easier for people that are looking for a new Star Wars podcast to find us when they search it. And you can also subscribe for free, except on Apple Podcasts, where it costs money, so don't do that, for the latest episode as soon as it releases. But you can follow on Apple Podcasts, which is absolutely free. Excellent news. And that is great to hear. Now, what we're all about, we're getting into that. Yeah, so guys, over the last, I'd say what last year last couple of years we've had a few series that have come out that have really at least solidified the community after all the craziness that's happened in the last five years yeah these last two have been really bracing really nice to see and everybody's come together and there's there's been a couple key people in that who've been the driving force of that really and i mean you've enjoyed mandalorian yeah You've enjoyed. I think it, I think it's Bad. all right. I mean, it's nothing great. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. I, say, I think about? that is one of the understated things that we've said so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, downplay right because there's Bad Batch, there's Clone Wars, the hmm. last season, all of which have been fire. Right, Rebels. I Dan, that's like your favorite thing of ever. It's so good, man. <laughs> it expands on the universe so well in the Empire, yeah. the time of the Empire. And now we have Bad Batch, and. All of them so far have just the community is it's felt like we've come back together. There's a and common thread here, part, right? Well, yeah, exactly, right? It's almost like since yeah. a certain since, event happened, yeah. everything's been getting better. <laughs> and so, what do all these have in common? Two words, one name Dave Filoni. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, oh, man. His, uh, his bio at the Lucasfilm website was updated. This is around May 20th, so apologize last month. We didn't really get to it. We had a lot of stuff going on. So much but, Temple Archives. <laughs> yeah. Now, his bio has been updated, and it now reads, Dave Filoni realized a lifelong dream in 2005 when he was selected by George Lucas to help build Lucasfilm's animation studio from the ground up and create the company's first series, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Now, over a span of seven seasons and more than 100 episodes of The Clone Wars, which started in 2008, just ended in 2020 with that final season, it pushed the boundaries of television animation, receiving acclaim not only for its technical achievements, but its complex and compelling storylines. The series won four Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Special Class Animated Program two years in a row, and introduced countless fan-favorite characters to the Star Wars saga. Now, he's already done that. Then he follows <laughs> up this. He follows up the series with another Emmy-nominated series, Star Wars Rebels. So now, good! This, exactly, right? Dan's favorite thing ever, 2014 <laughs> to 2018. Much shorter than uh, Clone Wars, but you know what? This We knew where this was going to end up to. Mm. Uh, hopefully, we see some things from Rebels really come back into the series, because it's... It On an Ezra, a... let's go! <laughs> I mean, I can think of one thing that we're absolutely going to see at some point, but... <laughs> Lothcats? Uh, I... We've already seen them! Oh, and I was now, gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say the bind. Sorry, I'm cutting it off. But I was gonna say the binding force. Oh, sorry, yes, we're true, gonna true. see that again. But um, and there's this the other one that I, honorable mention right now, just because have to. Uh, the third series which he animated, uh, the Star Wars Resistance, received Emmy nominations two years in a row under the category of outstanding children's program. So it's clearly which, stated which there. Emphasis on children's program. Yeah, which, which definitely program. which definitely fits the bill. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Like this was the one that you wanted to start off your kids watching if you didn't yeah. want to start them off on the phone. Yeah, it's not too violent and it's got a lot of slapstick comedy. 
and it's the, it covers the most recent things they would have seen anyway. Yeah, exactly. So recent exactly. characters, you're not giving them too much where they go, nah, I'm gonna, too I'm much. I'm going to slightly bite my tongue. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Filoni is now executive producer, episodic director, and writer on the Emmy Award-spinning series uh, Mandalorian. Is currently in production on the new series, The Book of Boba Fett. He's also the creator and executive producer of the new animated series, Star Wars, The Bad He's a Batch. busy boy. Oh, Disney yeah. Plus. Yes. Now, he's doing all this stuff. You think, when does this guy sleep? When does he eat? When does he do all this stuff? Well, he lives and breathes Star Wars. So to him, mm-hmm. this isn't work, right? This is everything he's wanted oh, yeah. to do. And now he's got full reins to control and do and whatever as much as he wants. So this man has brought us back together mm. as a community. Oh, yeah. And Support I mean, him. uplift him. Oh, 100%. Do whatever it takes to keep this guy there and to give him all the tools necessary to just eliminate the last few years from memory. He's the modern day George Lucas, let's be honest. Yes, he's, yeah. he's also Star Wars as Kevin Feige, right? It's that 100%. same kind of thing where yeah, 100%. in both cases, you've got someone who understands the property and who values and, you know, loves the IP. Have you ever heard of uh, hey, Pablo look- Hidalgo? Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he also works at Lucasfilm in the story group and, and other things. So mm-hmm. I would say, like, between Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo, they're, like, the George Lucas. Like, they definitely oh, have yeah. that and, You know, add, add uh, John Favreau into there as well, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just it's the difference between old and new Star or Lucasfilm, right? Yeah. Because before, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times. Like, it's that same thing as as DC, right? You know, their thought process isn't, hey, we've got a beloved franchise. We should handle this properly so people continue to enjoy it. It's we have a beloved franchise. Whatever we do, it'll make money. And unfortunately, DC's still kind of in that area where they don't understand this. Yeah, we definitely don't want a DC situation. We want more no. of a Marvel situation. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, honestly, what was the, when was the last time there was a DC movie that was as good as a Marvel movie, right? And a big part of that is because you have a lot of people who don't understand how much effort you need to put into it. But, you know, it's at least with Star Wars, now they understand, right? You need to put in that love. You need to put in that effort. And you see the results, right? I mean, I've said this a million times, but both Mandalorians, Bad Batch, Clone Wars Season 7, when the effort's in there, the fans respond and they love it. It's not, Absolutely. yeah, it's it's not a stroke of luck. It's, you know... It's just what actually needs to happen. Yeah, and it's not even like you're pandering to the fans at this point. Kind of like how episode nine did. It was just more Mm. so we know what we like and we've been voicing everything that we like. So they're like, great, we'll work on that. And then we'll Mm. give you some new stuff with that that doesn't eliminate everything that you like entirely and just be like, what, you didn't like it? It's new, Mm. right? So that... And, and you're super right with the pandering. I completely forgot about it. But yeah, think of the difference between handling how Boba Fett showed up in Mandalorian versus Chewie getting the medal in episode nine. Exactly, right? It's just, like... just like, oh, we were all like, oh, that's got to be. It's weird. Everybody's anticipating, but it was that sense of excitement. And then we're just mm. like, yeah, carrot, carrot, carrot. Okay, have the carrot. You're right. It's him. And yeah. it's like, ah, see, everybody liked that. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you do. Just but, a... you know, enough negativity. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're all enjoying the Bad Batch, yeah? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think yeah, that's good. evident from our, our watch through for sh- so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we can we can honestly fairly say it's got its ups and downs, but it's been an enjoyable ride so far. And it's far. on a trajectory upwards. It's going to hockey stick. Exactly. Mm. Now, we met most of these characters in the last season of The Clone Wars, so we knew them going in. But there's when you looked at the 
I guess the cover, I don't want to say the cover image, but like all those trailers, trailer images and stuff like that, we saw one more character and that was Omega. Omega, thank you very much. (laughs) I am not news, I am not a Kiwi. I cannot, (laughs) I won't butcher that. I won't dishonor them like that. So, what are you talking about? Canada's close to New Zealand, right? (laughs) It's only about 24 hours away. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think she's been a great addition so far and with everything that we're seeing with her it's she fits in well it's not like she was forced in and we've had to deal with her it's very it feels very natural and very organic definitely and, a fan favorite from the new new series yeah and definitely see, one of your favorites too yeah, yeah she's just... great honestly <laughs> if you don't like omega i don't know why like that oh it's not it's not omega now omega. <laughs> see omega. see that that part right there what dan and i were just doing uh mm. the voice behind omega wonderful story and it was it was great to hear and noma give us a little bit more about that i mean also just to hit a certain point that we were just talking about i mean the main thing with me is child characters always raise flags for me Mm -hmm. because you know they're usually a plot device that just oh no look they got into trouble everyone has to help them oh look they do stupid things everyone has to help them just you know stuff like that but omega's been a nice breath of fresh air because you know she's learning it doesn't yeah, and it doesn't happen. Like, it does happen, but I understand the reasons why. It's not, mm. you know, oh, screw you, Hunter. I'm a grown human being. I'm going to go off and do my own <laughs> thing. Oh, no, what's happened? How could I have avoided this? Why um, did it go so wrong? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't. The quintessential can't anime filler arc is with just a random kid. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and they've also done something very impressive with their character which we'll get into right now which is they Star Wars has put out a little interview with the voice actor for Omega and it is Michelle Ang or Michelle Ong, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, but uh yeah, she's a native New Zealander which is a, a nice homage to, you know, Tamara Morrison, the original Jango Fett and clones and now Boba Fett who is also from New Zealand. And yeah, it's a really interesting interview. It's going into a lot of just, you know, how good it is to be able to come in as, because she's also, uh, I was going to say Asian American, but I guess Asian New Zealander. I don't know how they Mm -hmm. do their own nationality stuff. But uh, yeah, just kind of going into how it is to play this character who is kind of, has that innocence, but also, you know, has enough, like I was kind of saying before, brain power to actually you know, learn and adapt to this world and kind of be their own character and how she kind of uh, relates to her uh, her young son's own kind of life discovery and bringing that into the character. And, you know, a lot of other cool things just about the jur- her journey and stuff like that. I won't I won't say the whole thing because otherwise, you know, there's no point of actually going to, to look at the interview. But there were a couple of things that really did surprise me here. And the first one right off the bat, and I guess this just shows how good Michelle's acting is, I've been assuming since the start of this series that Omega's voice actor was also a child. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, yeah, it naturally sounds very young, the voice. Yeah. And so I, I was that was another red flag is, you know, no offense to the ones who can do it well, but a lot of child actors, they're not the best actors. I mean, you know, they're so young, you don't have enough time to learn all the lessons, right? But yeah, I'm just, I'm very surprised that I, I don't often hear full adults voicing kids and have it sound authentic and again no offense to him whatsoever but we do see an example of that in episode one with freddie prince jr who is the oldest young padawan i've ever heard in my life oh, the bad batch. <laughs> episode one of the bad batch yeah yeah sorry episode one of bad batch yeah his voice is so deep that it's very hard to uh to act and, that up and he does like honestly i and i don't mean i'm not trying to throw them under the bus but i kind of throw shade at the ADR director for that because they should have noticed. Yeah, post- There's a couple of lines that Freddie says and it's just his normal voice. Yeah. yeah. Like it's full 
normal deep pitch and i was like eee. but you know what? flip side of that it's quite a good article a though there's a lot of interviews on this article with uh, michelle <laughs> like, Long. if he was going through puberty at that moment i can yeah. understand it <laughs> <laughs> voice cracking everywhere and then trying yeah. to make it deeper because you know he wants to sound more interesting in front of his troops right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah, well, you're oh yeah i'm just saying like, yeah the article itself it's a really long art not long article but it's a decent article with a lot of information about her and the interactions between her and d bradley baker and just the different things that she brings to omega but no i, I really enjoyed it it's a good read yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also one little thing that I can I can poke a little bit of fun at, and you know, all good natured. I don't actually take offense to any of this, but you know, she talks about how it, it's nice to be, you know, a woman of color and you know, be able to get into such a big industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, the fact that she's Asian again, I never would have thought about that with Omega, because you know, there's no trace of that at all. It's all just a kind of really pure New Zealand accent in there. But uh, yeah, it's nice to know that you know, before this, <laughs> before Dave Filoni's work. Uh, and John Favreau's all I had to look forward to in terms of Asian characters was that one guy in Return of the Jedi, the A-wing pilot who explodes oh, no. <laughs> during the Battle of Endor. But now, you know, we've got Appa and yeah. uh, Omega, so you know, slowly opening up the cast a little bit. There you go. And uh, and I guess one from sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, uh, no no offense to Kelly Tran at all, but I mean, it's the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, she's a good actress. Really just yeah, no, she, uh, from you know, the writing right. Like same, we've same talked thing about we've many said, times. Yeah, exactly. Same thing oh, we said in our sequel discussion. How many times? Yeah. yeah. Same exact same thing we said in the sequel. Well, she's discussion. a great actress. No shade on the actors. It's shade on you know. Yeah. Every the people who actually built up the movie. But uh, yeah, you know, and also yeah, sorry, Rogue One as well. I'm also because I'm forgetting Chirrut and uh, Baze. Oh yeah. Yep. But you know, it's nice. It is you know, it is a good thing. As much as I'm kind of joking around about it, it is a nice thing to know that. Make no when it's. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Man, oh. you're being shown up. Right yeah, now. right. I'm, How are you missing oh, no, these? I'm the racist one. No, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I just know. compared. My my whole point is, you know, too many to, to count is what you're trying to say. Well, compared <laughs> to the original trilogy, yes. Oh, yes. To, yeah, compared to yeah. years gone, this has been a great something mm. to happen, and, and it's a positive flow for it. Yeah, and one great thing about it as well is its natural yeah. diversification. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's no it's moments. Yeah, there's no moments wherever it ever feels like they're pushing an agenda. And they're not they're not stereotyping people, which is no. you know I wouldn't which expect is the wrong people, thing yeah, to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, and there and you know it's also a difference because again in the sequel trilogy you can kind of see an agenda being pushed, yep. but in Mandalorian season two, in the season finale, I didn't realize it was all female squad storming the Architens until, until people were actually pointing it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly right because it was just like yeah, it's just four badass characters doing things. As you know, Din's going off to go after Grogu to do his thing. So, yeah, yeah. It's just when it's you know same kind of thing we were talking about looping it back to Dave Filoni stuff. When you put effort in and you make it try to seem as natural as you can because you love the universe, then it works really well. All right. Uh, yeah. And speaking of voice actors, mm -hmm. um, because honestly, the work they do, we wouldn't have half of these animated shows. We wouldn't love them as much as we do if they didn't put in outstanding work. So. For everyone, myself included, who loved the Clone Wars and in particular loved Anakin in the Clone Wars because we got a lot more character development through that series. That credit has to go to Matt Lanter. He's mm. been involved in things after the Clone Wars. Like we've seen him make a cameo in The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. As a New Republic soldier, as, yeah. As, yeah, yeah. He, he was in the prison. One of the best episodes of season one, really. Oh, yeah. 
And so from there, he's he's been working on a couple other things, but he can't talk about them. And he was having an interview for Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. And he did confirm he's been working on some Lucasfilm projects. He's not able to discuss them. But according to him, and this is word for word, there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. So animation. I've been a part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again, Lantern promises. I never quite put Anakin down, whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm animation. That's now, exciting. The speculation that people have is like, are we going to see him in Bad Batch? It's like, no, you won't, unless it's a flashback or something like that. And I think I'm it's going to be in the next animated it. series after the Bad Batch. Maybe, because what if we just saw Rex, right? He might have like flashback things to things that have happened before, and unless they use the same clips, which I think they would, just make their lives a lot easier. But he said video game. So either... Well, this is animation he said specifically. He said yeah. he's been working in animation. Yeah, so like he never put him down. Yeah. So Luke's film animation, but you never know. They could have cut scenes for a video game that they're mm-hmm. animating True. something, right? Just depends on what they want to do. And if there's a new, like, other Because he's done the thing. Clone Wars video game way back. And you I assume know, the Disney Plus stuff, or not the Disney Heroes. Plus, the Disney um, Infinity yeah disney infinity worked on as well but there's a hmm. there's that new heroes game that's coming out right galaxy of that's, heroes no 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 there's galaxy of heroes then oh there's another yeah, yeah that's right the, yeah the one that was coming up for switch that we talked about before Oh, the hunters game hunters yeah hmm. so that might be what he's trying to get to what he's alluding to but he can't see for sure um yeah, that's know. Good i'm thinking that one here but i would that's hopefully what i'm thinking i don't know i i like him and he hmm. did the reason I like him so much and is because I love Hayden Christensen too, but the reality is a lot of people just didn't like Anakin in episode two and episode three. Hmm. Justifiable reasons, yes, not directed towards him because that's not fair. It was the writing hmm. that really wrote him into a corner. Yeah, and from there you you do what you can, right? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't Hayden's decision to say that he hates Sam. No, right? but that a lot of people just looked at Anakin as a joke hmm. uh, by that point. Then right. And he's like, oh, this guy's supposed to be Vader. And but then the Clone Wars came through, and his character got like you saw, you got to see how many things influenced that transition, mm-hmm. right? Because all you ever see is just like Episode Two. Oh, I want to marry Padme. Oh, no, Episode One. Like this girl, she's cute. No, you an angel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right? that guy has fucking moves, man. As a kid, <laughs> if you say that to a girl. Come on. Hey, she's going to think you're cute. That's it. See, on, on one... Step one, like, man. Step one, think you're well, cute. See, I mean, that's a whole thing that yeah, I, I, I kind of have problems with. Well, just because it's like, it's like an angel. Like, are you an angel? And it's What like, is an angel in the Star Wars universe, right? And then he expands on it by saying they're aliens that he hears, like, space shuttle pilots talking about. I'm like, that's when the line gets weird for me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That same McClellan, we you know we've talked about it before when Han says, "I'll see you in hell." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just that it's that you can't break the fourth wall here because there shouldn't be one. Yeah, <laughs> um, man's, yeah, but, man's got wheels. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and then episode two, you know, want to marry the girl? Great. Episode three, yay, gonna have a family with the girl. Oh no, not gonna die. Oh, okay, yeah. fall dark side. Okay, that's all we see. <laughs> but throughout the Clone Wars, we see the gradual progression of it, and we see just how, gives his voice to it. Yeah. And his voice mm. and the passion and everything comes through so that you don't take your eyes away from those moments. And he's, mm. he delivers every single time. Can I make a, a confession here? A nerd confession? Go for it. You have a crush on him, don't you? Well, he is an attractive <laughs> man and he has an amazing voice, but that's not what my point was. 
My point was when I started watching the Clone Wars, I thought it was mm. Hayden Christensen voicing Anakin. That's how that, good he is. That, exactly. Keep trying to keep you in that same vein as much as possible. There's some slight nuance, but he's got the There's cadence differences. down. Oh, yeah. yeah, you you hear more of it as the seasons go by, but to begin with, he really tried to stay true to that, which is mm. a lot of what you and McGregor tried to do with following Alec, uh, Alec Guinness. And then, not just yeah. that. And, and then, yeah, I, I think we had the same thought at yep. the exact same time. Go yeah, it's same thing with James Arnold Taylor, right? Yeah. He sounds so close to Obi-Wan. I love yeah. James Arnold Taylor. His his mm. range. Oh, it's like, insane. Ratchet and Clank, Obi-Wan and Kenobi, and like <laughs> Final Fantasy X. Yeah, Titus. Like <laughs> it's so crazy. He was, he was, he's Titus. He, he, he does yeah. the corny. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. He's talked about he's talked about, yeah, he, about that corny laugh before. Man, I want to see Obi-Wan <laughs> do that laugh now. <laughs> he has a, just just before we continue on, uh, he has a podcast, James Arnold Taylor, called Talking mm. with Myself. And he does he basically does like a single cut of him talking in his voices mm-hmm. to like the characters talking to each other that he's done over the years. Oh, that's great. Man, yeah. I, I was doing that when I was 14. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But I, it was, it, you couldn't get away with it now because it was incredibly insensitive and I'm not going to go into more than that. <laughs> Let's move on to the next point here. Let's go on to the next article. That, that's my oh, line. God damn yeah. it. You guys are so, you guys, all the podcasts. you guys talk so long on every I'm topic. Trying. We're already 26 minutes to in and we're it. on topic four. I was about to do it. I was okay, actually going okay. to introduce you for this. Do you okay. hear this, I just, audience? I, let it happen. Just let it happen. And if we have to cut things out, I have to push you guys. Again. You guys are bad with time management. I got this. Okay, it was I, just I, I believe up. in you. I'll believe in you from now on. All right. But, you know, after we go from uh, the light to the dark of the force, and now we know that Anakin eventually becomes Vader, Vader works with a bunch of different people. And after all said and done there was one hunter who he trusted more to get the job done than anybody and that hunter was boba fett and from everything we've seen now through the mandalorian and where he's at working with uh fennec shand another one of your favorite characters dan the book of boba fett appears to have wrapped up filming Mm -hmm. so we all we have to do now is wait as we transition Uh, from the yelling of the forest to (laughs) the voice of the force again yes that is true (laughs) um yeah no uh mignal wen has a pretty, I would say, strong social media presence on Twitter and Instagram. And on uh, on Twitter, she tweeted out that uh, latex gloves and at Star Wars shorts. I know, sexy, fire emoji. Hashtag wrap gift. Hashtag the book of Boba Fett. Hashtag Fennec Shand. And what apparently Mignal Wen likes to do at the end of wrapping something, a project, she likes to give the cast and the people who worked on it a little gift. So she has these like interesting like uh, neck things that go out that hold your phone in front of you to either do like a selfie while you're walking or like you can film in front of you and you can see it without holding it up with your hands and she's like posed in front of all these boxes of the product and she's made a little it looks like sticker or card that goes on it that says the book of boba fett s.1 season one and then there's like a really like minimalistic fennec shan helmet and braid and then Mm. it says fennec and then a little heart beside it as a like you know a gift for it so i thought that was really cute and uh, I really, I really like that she, I don't know, she really cares about the cast and crew. Not that most people don't, but she just wants to show her her appreciation for everybody's hard work, and you know, a little something to remember everybody by, right? Mm. So yeah. I thought that was really nice, and that just means that they're done shooting. So now they can get into post production. So you know, fall's coming up pretty quick, and we're gonna be getting into it. See now, oh, I'm excited. I am too, <laughs> right? Dude, you have no goddamn idea. <laughs> I'm sure you do, but yes, Boba Fett, Fennec Shan, the book of Boba Fett, a TV series specifically about our boy Boba. 
Hopefully. <laughs> Who it's Dan's named only... the book of yeah. Boba Fett. If sure. it's not, Dan, 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 Dan's, Dan's only a Dan's only a little bit obsessed with Boba Fett as well, right? So <laughs> I only have his helmet. That's screen accurate to Rajay. But with one series wrapping up with their filming, another series, oh boy, that I've been personally waiting for for a long time. Mm. Uh, since we've seen Rogue One is coming up, and that is the Andor series. We're getting cast details. We're getting more release date details. But honestly, it's something that I've been waiting to see. And Lucasfilm unveiled their upcoming Disney Plus lineup during the Investor Day, if you remember that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, everything we've heard of up to this point was like, yeah, we're going to have this series and this series and this series. A few have been canceled. A few have been pushed back, whatever it may be. But Andor was the one I wanted to hear way more on. And we get confirmation now that we get to see... <laughs> Forrest Whitaker makes his reappearance as Saw mm -hmm. We are seeing him so much now, and this is great. A younger oh, Saw Gerrera. Exactly, which is going to... I want to see how they're going to do it. We have, what, mm -hmm. like four or five variants of Saw Gerrera? Rogue we One, Rebels, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, and then Cassian. Mm. Yeah, five. That'll be five. This will be five, right? So, Oh, I mean, if we want to get kind of picky about it, Jedi Fallen Order... Yeah, uh, legit. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, though, was the that was his actually? No, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that because mm. we see him as just the younger form of the Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Less hair. Right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, less hair. Yeah, less hair. He didn't have time to grow it out. He wasn't wearing all his uh, prototype Vader yet. Mm. <laughs> but that came. So we know this because Stellan Skarsgård, who's a co star for Andor, he had an interview with the Swedish radio station. And then he says he got to film alongside him. And then it was like, hang on, wait, wait, what? Didn't he die with everybody? And it was like, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he died. Nobody, almost nobody made it out of the film alive. Mm -hmm. So they're going to really get into detail. They're going to get into a lot. We know Diego Luna is going to be, he played uh, Cassian. He's going to mm -hmm. be the head for that, the lead for that. So especially after what he said to to Jin during the during the movie it's just like okay you have a lot and you have a history this series if you wanted to know more about that this is the series to look forward to because this mm. is going to show you that you know what the galaxy isn't just good and bad or the good people only do good and the bad people only do bad there is a dark side to the rebellion That's that a great they didn't line. Like, yeah they didn't like to show and they didn't like to talk about this series is going to put that into glaring light and I cannot wait it is going to be fantastic. But, I, just want to, I just want to point out one thing. We're not only getting the Andor series, the Book of Boba Fett, and the Mandalorian. We're getting the Ahsoka series and an Obi-Wan series. Guys, this is like Star Wars. This is the shit that we've been waiting for for years. Yeah. All of these titles. And that's not even all of it. We get the Rogue Squadron movie, right? It's just, it's going to be ridiculous. I'm, I'm so excited for the, like what this next phase of Star Wars is going to be yeah. and like what they're going to be bringing because the interconnectedness is just going to be there. And I love it. Right. And sorry, no, you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, like the, the one thing I'm kind of curious about too is, you know, Andor's kind of views really line up with Saw's. So I'm curious yeah. if he was working with him at first, because it's this interesting dichotomy. Oh, where it's like found? He, well, no, he, 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 he ahead, shares man. a lot of, he shares a lot of relation or like a lot of views and relations that, Saw Gerrera has, but then we've also seen from Rogue One that, you know, 
some of the generals in the Rebel Alliance are very close to Saw's ideals, right? Like, Draven has a lot of underhanded stuff that he does in that movie. Yeah. Not to uh, the degree of Saw, but yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're withheld within their own, by their own kind of policing, right? And mm. I think that Andor never had the opportunity to join the Partisans. And the Rebellion was already going kind of thing when he joined up. Mm. Because he was probably one of, like, he was there from maybe the beginning, depending on all the things he was doing. Uh, as a kid and then or as a young adult and then to where he was at the end of row one mm. um, but there's a lot to be said about it and you can, well, from what Dan said was just like there's so much in this period of time that is Star Wars it's like it's not just in TV and movies like even everything on the gaming stage they're really trying to do right this time and try to include as many people as possible and when you do that you have to go you can't just look at the the newest hottest thing so there's obviously a playstation 5 out now there's the xbox series x right now but you still have things like mobile phones and we know galaxy of heroes is a big game for star wars as for the people who play it and people who love it there's a Hmm. ton and it's going strong and they have just updated it no more give us a little detail about that because i know out of all of us, I think you've tried Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played Galaxy of Heroes for a little bit. It I did was, too. It was something. It was interesting. Yeah. It, it was a game. <laughs> all our reactions are very similar. It was <laughs> That's something. What I expected it, that really. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been I've been upfront about this plenty of times, but it's got just very clearly an EA game. They very much mm. want your you know. I play a lot of gotcha games that want my money very badly. Galaxy of Heroes was the most upfront about it so far out of all the ones I've played. Yeah, and it might be because of the company that makes it. Yeah, no, sure. it's absolutely because EA is attached to it. But yeah, so this, it's interesting because they announced it like that we've never had a young Obi-Wan before. There's already a Clone Wars Obi-Wan. So the yeah, only difference General, is that... Uh, General Kenobi? Yeah, yeah, with the Clone Wars armor and all that stuff. So the only difference is that this one is now slightly more authentic, one to episode three. This is one from episode three. Revenge this is the Ian McGregor yeah, yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's as close as they can get, I guess, to it. To be fair, their artwork in this game, like the promotional artwork for him, is beautiful. Oh yeah, they always do great promotional art. I will say that because I'll be on Instagram and I'll see the stuff they do. I was getting what do you call it? What do they call like outfit details for Revan when they put him up, like Mm -hmm. redeemed Revan. Yeah, oh yeah, Jedi Knight Revan. They had, and I was like, that looks like good set piece to put into a character in like another game the old republic right like that would be something i would oh yeah compared compared to older uh older public it's like night and day right like galaxy of heroes looks like a pretty good looking last gen game Mm -hmm. which is you know pretty good for phone but yeah i'm interested in seeing if you know how well galaxy of heroes is doing and also how much this obi-wan's gonna cost but uh yeah, outside of that, the other news that we've got that Ed was kind of touching on is that we are getting a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order release for PS5 and Xbox series. So there's also supposed to be some upgrades with that. Uh, for now, that is, you know, higher definitions and textures, 4K, uh, 60 FPS performance, faster loading times. So it kind of sounds like a, a light remaster. So uh, I've been doing it a lot with like the PlayStation games. They've been doing like the yeah. step up on the mm-hmm. systems. If you bought it for PS4 and PS5 came out, you got the PS5 edition for like the upgrade for free. Instead most of having, of them, having to buy it again, right? Yeah. There's a few that you do have to buy separately. They will tell you this. If you yeah. do have a PlayStation 5, you're looking at this Fallen Order stuff right now. 
or if you have a PlayStation 4 and you're thinking about getting it and you want to buy a game, you can still pre-purchase the same games, provided you use the same account on your PS5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure that when you buy it, it says this one can be upgraded to PS5 for free. Yeah, and they, like, they, sure they, they didn't announce stuff. this before. This is a new announcement that they did. Yeah. Right? They, people were thinking they were going to do it, but they didn't really announce it until recently. And yeah, and one thing I'm kind of curious about is... Uh maybe i just never checked and saw if it was a thing but i have fallen order for pc so i'm curious if i'll also get that upgrade when it comes out or if i already have that upgrade. you probably already have it because you can even adjust the settings on yours like i can set for you can set 4k and all the other visual things so if that's the case if that's the case it'll look really nice because i thought fallen order looked really nice yeah it it was you have a 4k monitor right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i was able to see everything sorry i cut you (laughs) off there go ahead that's okay no it's okay it was it was a beautiful one and see We've got updates in the TV series where they're going strong. Gaming mm. series, they're still going strong. Oh, got- uh, one thing before we head on. Sorry, uh, not yeah. to cut you off there, but uh, before we head into the next topic, we've also got the updates for uh, the board game stuff. So, you know, Armada, X-Wing, Legion, all that good stuff. So the news that we've heard from there and literature <laughs> <laughs> nothing on that front yeah we're, we're getting two releases of ships but i've already talked about those because they were announced a long time ago so <laughs> i i actually did have one more remember there's, oh, okay. still, there's still the ubisoft open world game that we're waiting on it is e3 oh, yeah. this weekend of the 12th to about the 15th be interesting to see um, if we see it so we're hoping to hear more from that if we don't maybe ubisoft <laughs> will have their own event but that is something to look forward to ubisoft does things like assassin's creed the latest one is valhalla and it's, it's yeah it's not terrible it's people are, i understand people are getting tired of it but they have it's, the assets needed to make a decent game and if they they throw a star wars spin on it it's gonna be hard to i don't think it's gonna be like an assassin's creed clone uh, no 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 i don't think it yeah, will be I, I hope it's its own thing but i mean it's like my problem is ubisoft's got a really sliding scale of content they do because for for every Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you got a Watch Dogs three. But hey, it's and, at least at least it's not EA guys. It's something I mean, new. Breathe some sort of life. That, into it. This this is just this is just me having watched what's happened with game studios over yeah. the last decades. But at this point, I don't trust any AAA studios. I mean, the last one I trusted wasn't even AAA. It was Double A, and we all know how Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven turned out. So yeah. I would a hundred percent love to see. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, Santa Monica Studios that does God of War. Would they would see monies. they would do something well i feel like it'd be too close to fall in order which isn't a bad thing mm. yeah but well, a lot of people used to fall in order too santa right? monica studios worked on the team at respawn see and yeah. that's yeah. why it made so much sense that way because it felt like you were playing another god of war almost in this sense right yeah um, it was a lot of fun if they're not doing that they're working on beyond good and evil 2 and that's fine as well <laughs> <laughs> when that game comes out in 20 years yeah exactly now they are still making so many jumps and f- had there's so much good focus on every aspect of star wars right now so literature is not left out of that if you're reading comics mm-hmm. right now if you're reading the novels right now now if you're listening to the audiobooks right now because they're working on like specific audio dramas they're putting together it the focus is amazing and you know what the flow chart started with feloni and then it's just trickled down into everything and it's been going great so far now noma you and i we always love to bring up legends whenever we can and if we mm-hmm. see any similarities we bring that up 
But now there are going to be a bunch of Legends books that if you haven't gotten a chance to read or you've never heard of, they are being re-released for a special day. And honestly, there are some of these where if you haven't read them, they're, they're must-reads on your list now. I'm telling you now. There's no option. There's no choice. These are on your book reading list. Put them on there. Get through them. Don't care if they came out in 1990, whatever. These books hold up and they will give you so much more perspective into what differences and what things you can appreciate now. Oh, yeah. And from then. Um, so there's classic Legends books that are out there. Dan, I know there's been a few, like you're loving the comics right now, but there's been one comic that you were so excited for and that has been unfortunately, unfortunately pushed back. So I'm going to let you go through everything oh. <laughs> there and then just, Hold on, just, boys. just rage out if you Listeners, have to. put on your seatbelts because we're going through hyperspace and it's going to be a bumpy ride. All right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to jump in for one second here because we went through this very no! faster than I was expecting. <laughs> I'll hold it. I'll hold it in. Just for the stuff that Ed was talking about with the Legends th books that are being released. All right. Just in my own opinions, and I, I feel like it'll agree with me here, out of the ones that they're going over and releasing right now, if you wanted to read two really good ones, Heir to the let, Empire, obviously. Let, let Dan do the list and then bring this in. Because then oh, okay. you can really focus on that, and then they'll get everything. Okay, my bad. All right, so we have, yes, Heir to the Empire, Path of Destruction, and Shatterpoint all releasing on June 15th, which mm -hmm. is just around the corner. And then we have a second wave coming in and these are like they're they're not the small paper trade paperback novelizations or they're not the hard covers it's kind of in between size but it is a soft cover we get darth bane book two rule of two i believe is the second one on that one x-wing rogue squadron dark force rising and darth plagueis all of which are coming mm -hmm. out on september 7th so if you need another reason to buy a new version of the book that you've been reading so much that it's worn out here is a beautiful Essentials Legends collection <laughs> version of that. And it's a little bit larger of a size. So mm -hmm. go for it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to say that I believe if you are very interested in Legends and you want to read two of what I consider to be the best in this list, Heir to the Empire, 100% to see the original Thrawn story, and Darth Bane. Because the Darth Bane story is so good and it sets up everything for, you know, the prequels and everything past there. I mean, granted, I love all the stuff that they're releasing for this. Yeah. Right. Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint is an amazing Mace Windu book. All the biggest problem that I can see with it being most of it, you know, most of that canon is gone now. Yeah. The only canon that survives is uh, Vapod and how that was created. But Deepa Balaba is a character in that book and sh her backstory has completely changed at this point. The same thing with X-Wing. X-Wing Rogue Squadron, as far as I can tell, is still fairly canon-ish, except for some of the things that they fight. That one's a really good one as well. I love that because you know me, I'm a sucker for space battles. And Plagueis is a really fun read. It's, you know, very interesting to kind of learn a bunch of stuff about him. I just don't remember how much of it's still canon anymore. <laughs> Uh, it's still a good bit of it, I think, because that it still encompasses episode one. It mm. is in episode one, so it, yeah. you, you can flip a coin on whether it's canon or not. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. Two to read for sure. Like Heir to the Empire, I don't know what I was going into when I read that because Ooh, okay. I I actually read the new first Thrawn book first, and I was so enamored, oh, I wanted to okay. know more, so mm -hmm. I went back to the old ones to see how much they would be, and I still love those as much as I love this one, and mm. this series that's going on now. With Path of Destruction and that the rest of that trilogy, 
I started reading that in maybe grade 10. Okay. And fell in love. And since That's then, why I rolled it in the darkness. Oh, <laughs> I was born in it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it it gives you so much detail. It gives you mm. so much that you can't... This should be considered canon because everything they follow, everything that Darkseid follows comes from this book. Mm. So uh, these three books, really. Yeah. And it is... It's and, not a waste of time, but you will get an appreciation of if you didn't know why people were blowing up over not just the fact that, like, you know, the authors and everybody who spend their time and parts of their lives putting mm. these books together were just thrown out the window. Once you read these books, you'll be able to get an understanding of why so many people are like, how can you do this when you have so much history here? Oh, yeah. So much that you can draw from. How are you getting away from this? And that mm. is where by reading these, you really start to understand that argument. And I mean, thankfully, as far as I can tell with Darth Bane and Path of Destruction, that stuff could still be all canon because as far as I can remember, they haven't overwritten any of that yet. It's it's too but, far back, right? Exactly. But yeah. we have that for the past. Now, the future and the current situation of Star Wars mm -hmm. is... Sorry, I, have, I keep cutting you off here, but I just wanted to jump in as well for, the, for some Heir to the Empire stuff. Go for it. Very quickly. Just my own experience with it, because uh, yours was interesting. I didn't realize that you read the original Thrawn first. Mm. Or sorry, the new Thrawn first. I didn't know mm. that either. Uh, yeah, because for me, I got into Heir to the Empire a very strange way, where I, I've only got the last one. I need to find the rest of it. But there's a I good opportunity. Into, well, not through this, though, because uh, I don't know if they'll release it. But I originally read the Heir to the Empire comic book, Ooh. which ah. was a Dark Horse release basically mm. they they released a bunch of comics through there and like that was my first introduction to not just thrawn but mara jade mm. and because she's also in those books those books and came after the comic books came after the novelization i assume yes That's yeah so i remember yeah. i read them all out and i was like man this comic series is amazing and like i said i got my hands on the last one but none of the other ones and so from there i was like oh this is really cool and one of my friends was like oh yeah you should read the book then because they go into more stuff on thrawn and i was like oh book and so went out and, uh, I, well, I didn't go out and buy it. I, I stole his copy. Well, borrowed. I didn't take it forever. But I borrowed his Heir to the Empire stuff, read through that, loved it. And then, yeah, that was my whole intro to Thrawn. And I, I didn't even realize that the uh, new books had come out, right? My, my first introduction was the Rebels introduction. And then just seeing that in the season three trailer and just having my mind blown where it was like, oh, my God, they're bringing them back. And then, it, you know, yeah. seeing some of the... I'm a little bit disappointed that they skipped over something, but it makes sense because there's no, there's not really any, you know, there's no Luke threat. But seeing the fact that they, they're showing off the Vongsker and the El Samari in the background of, of Thrawn's office, but that's all we ever see. Little things like that, right? But, you know, um, anyways, that's my whole spiel on Heir to the Empire. It's great. Say, remember it's that time, remember the, <laughs> the ancient times when like word of mouth was the best way to learn about new books and things? Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> now, we, now we have websites for this. Um, this, is, this is a website for it. But Dan, mm -hmm. we just went through of the experience of the past with no one myself let's go on to current and future now with the high republic and because there's a bunch of stuff happening for it right now cue the vader no sound <laughs> because that's what i did yesterday when we recorded the last episode of the bad oh badge that's an understatement it is um the high republic edge of the edge of balance number one volume that was supposed to come out on june 11th i believe has been delayed until september 7th and i was looking into it and they didn't do an announcement on it on why they delayed it or that they announced that they delayed it it just got delayed 
And a lot of people were thinking that it's probably because of the Star Wars Visions anime kind of manga adaptation series that they're doing for the animation. And that would make sense, like, as in, like, a tie-in kind of, not a tie-in, but, like, sticking into that vein during the fall. Is, mm. like, September having some manga come out and then having the visions of the anime versions of things coming out as well. That makes sense. So... I can see them doing that just to like make sure like if there's anything that people want to start predicting or like that's like no we want to give this to you all at the same time so you right. can just go bounce from one to the next to the next right exactly so I feel like that makes a lot of sense I'm sad that it's not coming out now or it's not out now but we'll get to it we'll get to it <laughs> now will that be in your summer vacation though yeah yeah it won't be in my summer vacation no. <laughs> you also you say so I say should we talk about this well whatever I'll cut go this part it, out yeah. if you feel but you say sad but just for context listeners when dan learned it his scream of no was so disparaging that ed thought we had lost all the audio for the bad batch and i thought someone had died <laughs> yeah. i was so sad well to put it in perspective guys i've been looking forward to this since it was announced it's and true. like i just finished my report cards and i was like yes now i can go pick up the edge of balance <laughs> and read it and really enjoy it and then it yeah. was delayed so I was so let down. I was working towards it and I was let down. But I will still be there when it comes out. It'll be another reason for you to join the dark side with us. Exactly. Now, the Mandalorian original novel has been canceled and it's probably due to the fact that it had something to do with uh, Cara Dune. Um, mm. So that's why that probably was canceled. We do have some new things coming out in terms of the High Republic and some news there. We have a Barnes & Noble virtual event taking place on Monday, June 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time with Haven Scott, Kevin Scott, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Alder, Charles Soule, and Justina Ireland uh, for a conversation on uh, the High Republic and what's coming out with the new second wave, the Rising Storm, Race to Crash Point Tower, Out of the Shadows, and the, the comics coming out as well. So it's free to register for that. And we'll put the link into the chat for you guys to click so you can register and be a part of that. The next thing that I really, 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 really am excited for, <laughs> and my wallet is crying, and I've talked to the boys about this, that I can't keep up with the amount of limited edition version covers of the books that they make because I love them so much, especially the ones with like the no, no text front cover and back cover and like original art. They have mm. Stellan Geos battling a group of Nihil on the special edition cover of The High Republic, The Rising Storm. It's by Out of Print. And if you pre-order it on June 29th on outofprint.com, you get a, a signed book with that awesome cover, as well as a fun tote bag sporting the same design. And I said to the guys, I'm not going to buy it, but I know I am. So there's that. <laughs> The there's next, a couple of things. Yeah. Sorry, there's a couple of things in this book cover that kind of interest me. Yeah. The first being, I don't. What is that alien on the far left side? Yep. And the second being, what looks like a laser, a laser axe. <laughs> yep. Or a vibra axe, maybe. But is it, would it be a vibra axe though? Because they don't have a red. It has like a red a edge to it. Red right. ver version of it, but yeah, it could be a laser axe. Who knows? Remember, this is 200 years before everything we know. A yeah. lot of yeah. things are still new, so I can see that being a prototype vibro of something. It's just spit. It's just probably spitting way slower. Or anything like yeah, that. that's a good point. Yeah. The so. the other thing I, I was thinking of that it could be is like maybe the precursors to vibro weapons were well precursor the 200 years. That's not really enough time in my eyes, but some sort of heat weapon. Yeah. yeah. I know the thing that I'm looking forward to on this cover is, A, we get to look at the Jedi Starfighters in the background right beside the Jedi on the flying mount. 
We mm. also get to see Stellan Geos being a badass on the front with two lightsabers. And it looks like he has one lightsaber in front of him that he's using the force to create like a, a deflection. Spin, yeah. yeah, and it's deflecting all the laser bolts, which is really cool. But not only yep. that, but we also get the Chancellor of the High Republic mm -hmm. and her mounts right beside Stellan Geos mm -hmm. um, about to attack the, the Nihil. So like whatever's happening here, it looks like it's taking place on Coruscant or wherever the, the place is. I think it's, yeah, it's Coruscant where Lena So, the Chancellor is. So, See, I, I thought it was going to be um, Starlight Beacon. But this cause... looks like it's on, like there's, you can see things floating in the sky behind them. Which That's is the true. only reason I'm thinking it might be Coruscant because yeah. you wouldn't have things floating inside of, like they have that <laughs> at least. That's true. If the Nihil made it all the way there, though, I've got some questions. But I, I mean, see them fighting on some sort of station. Mm -hmm. um, a little detail about Stellan here. He's got, so he's got the lightsaber shield going up in front of him. That's really badass. I love it. He's also, he's also got a second lightsaber, so he's dual wielding right now. Whether that's mm -hmm. a fallen ally or his other one. I hope it's a fallen ally. But the interesting thing about that one is that it looks very much like a current era lightsaber. Mm -hmm. So that might be somebody who's like there their saber might have been preserved or something like that, and that's the new mold for them. Because yeah. we see a lot of ostentatious stuff going on in this High Republic era. And Very, that like, broad is, that is Exactly. That is the theme yeah. with this. But to see somebody go this basic and monk-like with it, is like, is this the start of the trend? Is this where it started? Kind of, and, kind of a, yeah, kind of a dark thought to add on to that as well. Maybe, uh, maybe Padawans don't really get the hilts until they hit night. Maybe. 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 Maybe that's why. <laughs> The one, the one thing that I really, really love about this is it just shows, like, the artist did a fantastic job, mm. but it just shows the, the struggle between the High Republic Jedi as well as the Nihil. Like, there's an actual threat here because if they made it to Coruscant, if that's where this is, shit's going down, right? Mm. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm just excited for it. On the same vein of the High Republic, we get a new uh, miniseries announced for the for Marvel Comics, and it's written by Daniel Jose Older. It's called Star Wars The High Republic Trail of Shadows, with art from David Watcher, colors by Giada Marchisio, and cover art by David Lopez. It says Older will introduce a, the mystery fiction genre into the era of Star Wars storytelling. We're exploring a new corner of the High Republic with Trail of Shadows, in which we get to see another side of the Jedi and the Republic. Mark Siglain, Lucasfilm Publishing Creative Director, tells StarWars.com, following the shocking events of the Republic Fair, which we have yet to experience ourselves, um, <laughs> the Jedi call upon one of their own, Emmerich Kaftor, to investigate a strange mystery with ties to the Jedi Order. At the same time, Chancellor Lena So calls upon Cian Holt, a high-end, in-demand private detective look into the same mystery but will either solve this riddle before anyone else dies so we have a picture here it looks like probably the front cover of one of the issues or maybe the the volume cover and you see the two the jedi as well as the private detective there and this actually yes this is the variant cover from ario and Enedito and rachel rosenberg but yeah man this looks pretty cool we get some really interesting character designs and i'm down for it mystery thriller let's go Man, the yellow lightsaber makes a reappearance, and I love it. Right, it's so good. I love it. Oh so man, good. but yeah, you might you might have a point with that Padawan um, that Padawan observation with the lightsaber because this one looks pretty pretty basic to I what think this we guy's, know. This is an older mm -hmm. guy though. If you look at the concept art down a little bit, a little uh, shock lower, of gray hair. Enric, well, Enric Haftor. If you look at the concept art a little bit farther down, he looks a little yeah. older. 
Okay. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's that little shock of gray hair, right? Well, it, like, it's either gray hair or the light. I can't 100% tell, but it looks yeah. like they tried to do gray hair. Also, but... give me one second. That lightsaber might be the one that is held by gel, uh, Stellan Geos. No, but it's yellow. Green. This oh, one's it's yellow. green. Okay, I was yeah, like, shit. So I, I'm th I don't think that's gray hair. I just think that's the lighting. Oh, it could be. It might be. Yeah. yeah, it could be like the shimmer. Because we don't know if he has a braid or not is the only thing. But mm. as we've noticed with other Jedi of the era, whatever their whatever their lightsaber color is, is kind of incorporated into their clothing. Yeah. So we see like he's got the white robes, but then there's yellow underneath it. Yeah. It's a uh, good. So, it's a good look. Yeah, I enjoy this a lot. I'm I'm really liking what the High Republic's doing so far. So hopefully mm -hmm. everything going forward will be just as good. I am as well. This is this is a little bit of a maybe I shouldn't have looked this far down, but uh, I was checking out some of the High Republic comic covers, mm -hmm. and there's one where I was like, that looks oh no, that's actually pretty cool. And then there's another one where that got me kind of concerned, because if you look down at High Republic number eight, it's got an interesting cover where it looked like a Jedi was wielding a lightsaber with two different blades on the same like oh, coming seen from that. the top. Yeah, that's the one that. Yeah, but it's, it's the yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's the Sentinel one that snaps down. Yeah, right? it's the one that Ray has in the. The Sith Ray one. It's like that I'm similar not, thing. I, let, let's not talk about that one. Uh, the Temple Guards in the Jedi yeah. Temple have that one. That yeah. also too. That it's also it's too. the two ones that snap down. So that was, that's pretty cool. But then uh, High Republic number seven, there's... A red lightsaber. Uh, yeah, there's a Jedi fighting someone with a red lightsaber, and that makes me antsy. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, makes me antsy. We're not supposed to have them in this time period. But who knows, right? There's a whole lot of stuff with the Nihil that we still need to learn about. So I'm curious, but I'm a little wait, wait, bit Wait, why wouldn't we have them in the High Republic? Because as far as we know, there there wasn't supposed to be a Sith threat in this one. It's right? not a Sith threat, but they can still be under the the guys like trying to you know bring the Sith back, but under the 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 light of Starlight Beacon. You know what I mean? Like under the radar. I mean, maybe like because there's no, there's no way that's that like it's saying... a two hundred dollar two hundred dollar two hundred year gap where there's like literally Sith don't exist. No, I, but yeah. like that was the whole thing that they kind of cemented High Republic being right. Was they they weren't fighting Sith, they were fighting Nihil. Right, right? Exactly. they were the big threat, not the Sith. So I mean, that's why I'm, I'm yeah I'm not like oh no, this is gonna suck. It's just antsy where I'm like, What's gonna make the Nihil an actual threat, make the Nihil and some of the other things that that I have been spoiled on and know are continuing threats. It could also be, be some... scary, not not just throw in Sith just because, right? It could be also like uh, Nihil with a lightsaber from a Sith, old Sith or something, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. if that's the case, or like Nihil raided a Sith tomb or something like that. Yeah, like, you I know, can totally some... see that. That's why, again, antsy, not not yeah. just, oh God, it's going to be terrible because it's fair. like, you just need to give me... I'm just confused connect. that you're wording there. I'm like, they're not supposed to be there, what? Yeah, well, yeah, they're yeah. not supposed to be the main threat. Right? I don't want, I don't want this stage. to turn into a... Yeah, because I, I want this to stay Jedi versus Nihil. Yeah. Or, you know, Jedi versus pirates and other monsters, not just... Bit. Yeah, yeah See, do do something more original than Jedi and this, versus Sith. This still ties into the overarching theme of bringing everybody together and everybody with the High Republic... There's only expectation and let's see. There's no oh, mm. this is trash because just, just you don't you, you still will get some of that because people are people. You're not going to please everybody, mm. but you get you're getting so much more interest and so much more. This is so brand new and it's good. And we and yeah we haven't been let down. Yeah, everybody's yeah. been so invested in it, and there's a plan, and everything's going along that plan. Yes, things are being delayed. Yes, things are being pushed back, but they're still fitting into some sort of plan. Exactly. That's going mm. there. So be excited. Yeah be antsy yeah all these mm. things are good because you could be you could be pleasantly surprised you could be you know you could be still held on that string of being like you think you saw it but it's not yet and there's more to come so definitely 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 take a look at these keep them in your mind keep put them on a calendar if you're really interested and just wait for those days to come up 
but make sure you go to every bookstore you know those small mom and pop shops that still sell these books and support them because these are the guys that are in your area that are bringing all this new content to you so show mm -hmm. them some love as well which reminds me there is one last piece of news here with some exclusive covers like i said about <laughs> 20 minutes ago they like to make exclusive covers only available at certain shops that are not mom and pop shops which is unfortunate because it doesn't it takes the business away from them at least for these limited edition covers and we get a few the rising storm alternate cover which is like a very realistic version you see ember on the front we see belzetafar we see stellan geos and some other guys and man ember looks fucking great and so does belzetafar like everybody on this cover and that one is only available at target in the states oh, um, i might be buying this one i don't know I got to figure it out. I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I'm buying a Rising Storm one already. Do I need two? I don't know. <laughs> My collection can't handle it. All right. Yes, it can. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you rag on me for Warhammer. <laughs> I know. All right. And then we have two more alternate covers for Out of the Shadows, which is coming a little bit mm -hmm. later. And it has, what's her name? L uh, Lorna D, I think, from the Nihil with some other Nihil on the cover there as well. And it's a very like sketchy, not sketchy, but like a sketch designed kind of like concept art look to the one, uh, the first one mm -hmm. and the second one as well. We get like a very close up on her mask or the other mask there. Those ones will be available only at A, Target and B, Walmart. So uh, feel yeah. free to buy those. I'm not a huge fan of the Walmart or Target one for the Outer Shadows, no. but the Rising Storm one looks fucking great. Like that would... But be so nice to have yeah that the rising storm one looks like it's the cover for a movie oh yeah easily like, it looks really good so i'm just going to type in target.com here and the rising storm. is it now that i look at the cover is it bad that i can only recognize stellan geos because they've been promoting his lightsaber and squadrons this whole time not just that but his <laughs> he looks the same as what was on the other cover oh i don't even i don't even recognize him <laughs> i just recognize <laughs> the lightsaber, lightsaber. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Star Wars literature news. Lots of things in it and lots of things to look forward to and lots of things to be disappointed about. I mean, just the one, but yes. <laughs> Feels like a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. I thought you were actually going to just come up with like the target prices of anything. If it, that's $20 and 20 cents. There you go. So we and if have, you buy two, you get one for free for select movies, books, and games. Yeah. So you have price points on books that are coming out later, but in the month of June, we celebrate Father's Day. And there's a lot of Star Wars merch. There's also Star Wars Day in June as well, I believe. But if you want to get something for your nice father figure or anybody in your life who represents that figure for you, you will not want for choice. First off, there's something where actually, I don't even know if you buy this for your father or for yourself, Dan, but there is a sweet kind of Mandalorian gray silk tie cufflinks. <laughs> you know it's bad when we're growing up and we're like, it's Father's Day merch, and you're like, I want that. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is actually the first time for any sort of merchandise that we've seen where we, we've we said a couple ones look really nice, but this was just a straight up, yeah, I want that. Like, <laughs> price, price, we... Eh, it's silk so maybe but it's just got all it all it has is the mythosaur on it printed a mm. bunch of different that's in a nice pattern it's like gray but, with like a darker gray version like the tie is like a gunmetal gray whereas the little mm. mythosaur skulls are like a dark gray almost black yeah it, yeah it just it's one of those things that just looks great that tie is being sold by uh by cufflinks mm. or it's made by cufflinks um there is if you are a 
gamer or a, your dad's a gamer um and you love and he loved the mandalorian there is a grogu kind of holding your control a grogu controller stand basically charging stand uh, too i think yeah you can use it for controllers you can use it for your phone so whatever sort of media device you have you can just set it there and it looks like grogu's kind of holding it up with the force so it's a nice looking one and then finally for those for those handyman dads who also like to build models and miniatures and everything like that there's a build your own r2d2 if you go by fan home that there's this it just looks interesting and if you ever mm-hmm. want it to be like oh anakin built c3p deal and you can do all that it's like hey well my dad built a uh, built a r2 figure so that i'll take that that argument comes as well there's milestones figures of darth vader oh i think that's like a like the full size r2d2 you see at like conventions yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty cool well, that's that's what i mean when i brought the cp2 it's like yeah if you, i built, oh, built an r2d2 here you go exactly yeah the the, the one thing that kind of hurts a little bit with this i feel like is the fact that it's a monthly package so you're going to be slowly building an r2 unit as but i mean it's going to take a while to make sure you have all the resources and learning how to do the exactly. coding and stuff like it's that true. so that's that's fair because they give you the guide the but yeah, the, the, the issue the number one i can see there is like oh yeah. no. mm-hmm. so, i want it now yeah <laughs> i can i can imagine there'll be a reddit where a bunch of dads who get this are going to be on there showing off their work in progress oh yeah by the <laughs> way guys it says advanced ai system which means skynet's around the corner so be careful <laughs> if i've if i've learned anything from my playthrough of ai dungeon we don't have to be too scared yet just make sure it's not the blastomech version <laughs> <laughs> here's the ver- here is the beginning of where you be nice to that droid after yeah, you make exactly. it you don't get it to do all your stuff because then it'll remember and then you'll have a triple don't zero. use it as a as a drink tray like in episode six no <laughs> we've got it's also years- it, oh, sorry. sorry it's, it's also like i don't know how many packages there are in here but it's surprisingly affordable like almost concerningly affordable it's how much like is it? it's 14 american per uh per shipment and or how? sorry per assembly stage and only two issues? I, yeah there's only two oh actually another look at it there's going to be like dozens and dozens of assembly stages there are not that many parts in these issues but that's why there's two issues right there's only two issues yeah there's two issues and there's like less than 10 pieces in each part so you yeah, know what? Makes sense. I think you probably have to buy the parts yourself, right? No, it's parts plus magazine. But, it comes with it. But it's very few parts. That's the thing I'm noticing. I'm so so think of it like a, um, what do they call those? Those monthly boxes you get of just stuff. Yeah. yeah. You get subscription like, to play, right? Yeah. So if, like you can, if, if you do that, this is very similar. Yeah, but like the thing that I'm concerned about is like I'm looking at the first two like magazines and there was enough to assemble like a tenth of R2's foot from it. Like it's very few pieces. I wonder why. Very, very. That's few. so weird. Oh, oh! Well, I, it says first shipment is assembly stage one and assembly stage two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. Where it's like the first shipment is two stages, and then once you're done that, then they send you more. So this is going to be like yeah. a, a long process. Yeah, like this looks like hundreds of of assembly steps at this because point. Because there's yeah. there's the whole like launching the lightsaber out from his head socket and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you. This is one of those things where it's like, you know, you think you might be interested, you get it for your dead. Those first two things could be separate. And then from there, as you build it, they have something inside. It's like, if you want to continue, mm. here's what you do next kind of thing. And then you sign up for a subscription or something like that. So this should just be like the first gift part, yeah. if anything, you know? So it's if if somebody's has shown an interest in building something, they want a long-term project. I mean, everybody's been at home for a long time, probably bored. There's something to do. It's true. So it's something to consider at the very least. Mm. Um going on you know for those young ones 
if you want to get a matching set of pajamas with your dad, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that personally. That's oh, sorry. I feel really bad because I keep, <laughs> I keep making you go back, but because uh, you talked about it really quickly at the first part, that Darth Vader statue looks amazing. And it's the I am your father. No, I oh, am your father looks, figure. It looks so good. One of a thousand guys. And how much does that Damn cost? It. <laughs> it costs six hundred dollars. Uh, American. That hurts. It makes sense. It looks so good. Yeah. Remaining stock seven. Ow. Oh, great. <laughs> As of this episode, so it might already be sold out by the time you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. Sorry. We're going to move on. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, and you know what? If anybody loved The Mandalorian a whole bunch, and that is your dad or any member of your family at this point, and mm -hmm. you collect Funko Pops, well. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. There are some really good ones. You can finally get that like battle-damaged Boba uh, Pop Funko that's there. Um, if you want my wallet, I know, I know this one's going to be great. You have a Grogu with the number one, he's eating the soup and the squid kind of jumped up on his face. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's like three variants of Grogu. So if you, if you're getting into this, you're going to have to, you have to pat that wallet real nice. But a lot of these look really good because you have versions of, um, Bo-Katan with her helmet on and her helmet off. Oh my God. My uh, wallet. Mm -hmm. Ahsoka with her hood on and her hood off. My like wallet. <laughs> um, you have been this one. They only left his, they left the helmet off so he could be holding Grogu and it looks like a really it looks nice so sad. photo. There. That, mm -hmm. That's your father's day photo, right? Or Funko right there. Right. But the Boba looks amazing. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So the, these are these are coming out, and that's something to definitely look forward to. How about to. that Dark Trooper? You forgot. Yeah, I was about to say, you forgot I, the Dark Trooper. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm like, just trying what? to really push this. We're, we're just impatient. <laughs> now, if you remember in that last, 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 last episode where we got what everybody wanted, seeing mm. Luke Prime Luke coming back, he was wrecking a bunch of droids. So if you have a Luke Skywalker uh pop funko which i do have it's not coming out of the box he's got the hood up and everything <laughs> you can buy about 20 of these guys <laughs> these guys which are the dark troopers mm. and just with all and you get to see them in all their machine like glory and just put them surrounding him and him just standing there with a green lightsaber ignited you have a diorama that you can form for somebody as well if that is what they're into as well you can really really have a lot of good gifting ideas mm -hmm. with these i have no <laughs> just take take a blowtorch to the dark troopers and then it can be more accurate yeah. <laughs> i have no doubt in my mind that they're going to make a third wave of this with luke skywalker undoubtedly mm -hmm. it, uh, my only fear is that he might be there's no cons coming up right now which is an exclusive yeah yeah because that's i could see him going for that because you know only print this many and then you have something like celebration like, 2022 mm, kind of Right, so I could see them doing that, or at first at Celebration and then release somewhere else, or around the world would be the most optimal thing. I think if you wanted somebody to really have a special story behind it or anything, like, oh, yeah. I got the last one at Celebration 2022 or whatever. Like, sure, then come those those ones come with like a special card in it or something like that, like an image of him coming out of the elevator or something in in the box. Yeah, would be nice, right? But that is that all the merch so far that they're coming out with this one it's it's been great and there's a lot to look forward to there's a lot to get invested in so if you are looking for something for star wars day for father's day or if you're just a pop funko collector who loves them there's something here to find moving on well uh, just every other piece of things that we could find uh dan i think we found quite a few uh, mm -hmm. yeah, these are just, yeah these are good things to know 
these are appreciation things that we'd like to give out. These are just general info knowledge that we want to share with you. Uh, Dan, this first one with StarWars.com, there's awards that they're getting now. Yeah, they won uh, 10 Telly Awards. And uh, the I'll just, What's a Telly Award? A Telly Award is honoring oh, excellence cool. in video and television across all screens. So not Excellent. just television, but also like online and uh, through social media feeds, I assume, all that kind of stuff. So they won 10. And I'm just going to go through them by series and then like, what they won in what category. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Our Star Wars Stories. And this is the one where on Star Wars uh, YouTube channel, they would uh, talk to some fans and kind of highlight their uh, fandom and why they love Star Wars and their collections and all that stuff and how it affected their lives. They found they got they won gold in non-broadcast general diversity and inclusion. They won silver in branded content general remote production. So, you know, going to somebody's house on, mm -hmm. uh, on location. And bronze in branded content general in DNI. I'm not sure what DNI is in terms of filming. They also have the Star Wars T Jedi Temple Challenge, which is that fun game show that they had with Ahmed Best as like the Jedi dressed up, and there's the kids doing like the obstacle courses and stuff like that. And it was really fun. Mm. They won two awards for that one, which was silver in non-broadcast general children's audience, as well as bronze in branded content general children. So good job there. I actually haven't seen them, but it looked a lot of fun. So it looked like a lot of fun for, for the kids and for the, the hosts and people that were involved. And the last one is the Star Wars show, which was their YouTube channel talking about different news, things that are happening out, making announcements, that kind of stuff. And uh, they won silver in non-broadcast general entertainment, silver in branded content general entertainment, bronze in non-broadcast general live events at Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019, which we were at as well as bronze for branded content general live experiences for the live celebration event as well. And the branded content craft for uh, the one bronze and that for the use of stock footage for Star Wars, the animals strike back. I have not seen that nor have I heard about it, but good job. Everybody who worked from starwars.com on all of those Kelly award winning shows. Fantastic. We also have some other news, which is kind of like give back kind of moment for the community. And uh, Shop Disney launches a buy a book, give a book program. And the uh, Disney company announced today, which was May 20th, a little while ago, a debut of buy a book, give a book program on shopdisney.com to help inspire reading and the love of storytelling. For every book purchased on shopdisney.com now through December 31st, 2021, you still have lots of time. Disney will donate a book to First Book. Uh, from firstbook.org, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing free and affordable new books and educational resources to educators who serve children in need, which I think, you know, as a teacher myself, I think this is an amazing uh, initiative. And if you are so inclined to buy any sort of Disney property book, maybe a storybook or a read aloud kind of picture book or a novel, whatever you're doing, Buy it through Disney, shopdisney.com, and uh, you will be able to give a book to somebody in need in education. One more thing here uh, before we get into the last piece of news is on the Star Wars Disney Cruise Lines Hyperspace Lounge. It will bring a Canto Bite-like flair of fancy galactic beverages. It looks Canto Bite-ish, but it also looks like Draven, not Draven. Uh, what's his name from Solo? Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss's yacht kind of look to it as well. But there's a really big widescreen viewport behind the bar, and mm -hmm. I assume on other ports of the, the cruise. 
ship room and basically you'll be able to see a whole bunch of ships that fly past like the Naboo Starfighter, some TIE Fighters, man, there's a whole list of them. Razor Crest, X-Wings, some Freighters, Victory Wing Fighters, a Star Crane, Mining Guild Freighters, like you name the ship, it's flying past your window. And I believe that has to be in thanks to the ILM team that does all the work for all the models, the 3D models, and they're able to use that in all different types of mediums. Yeah. So you might as well just throw it in, right? Yeah, this is honestly, like, I've never really had an interest in cruises ever in my life. But oh, this would be great. But uh, this, yeah, this makes me kind of interested. Cruises are fun. <laughs> I've been on a few cruises in my life as a kid. Right. And uh, they're not bad. But, yeah, you really need that special flair. Otherwise, it kind of just gets boring after a while. Like, you do stop off at locations to visit yeah. other places. But if you're trying to push this cruise versus, like, a, a you know, a normal cruise, like, what's mm. the difference? What are you getting here for that extra cost? Yeah, because it always just seemed to me like you're just kind of stuck in a moving hotel on the water. You are, but then you do stop like, off at islands and like visit different yeah, islands yeah, and things, but, right? But that, that's kind of my point too, right? When like, you're with, stuck on the water, the, what do you do? Well, what, yeah, exactly. With a, with a Disney, you know, Star Wars theme at least, then hopefully there's, you know, enough stuff to do that would keep me occupied. I right? know they have like marathons and stuff like that on the ships as well with the like the Star Wars themed ones. So you have like Star mm -hmm. Wars marathons and like activities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. The last thing that we're going to talk about today for news is... The new Star Wars Celebration Anaheim dates have been announced for May 26th to the 29th, 2022. With COVID massacring all conventions over the past year and a half, uh, almost two years, we have not had a Star Wars Celebration since 2019. Um, so, in order to provide the best fan experience possible... Pop, the people who are in charge of Star Wars Celebration, have made further consideration with their hotel and venue teams and made the uh, executive decision to adjust the dates of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022 from August 18th to the 21st, 2022 to May 26th to the 29th, 2022. So a little earlier. These new dates will provide fans with more incredible offerings that to enjoy at Star Wars Celebration. So if you are wanting to go get information on when you can buy your tickets and reserve your hotel rooms, go to StarWarsCelebration.com and sign up for their newsletter so then they can let you know when tickets go live because they sell out quite quickly and uh, are definitely worth the, the go. And we will be trying to make that appearance uh, for the podcast um, as a media team as well as fans. So as long as COVID permitting, we should be there. So look out for us, mm -hmm. and we might have a contest going up to Star Wars Celebration, possibly. We'll see. But yeah, that's all the news that we had for today, Ed. Excelente. Now, before we head into the outro, something we always like to do, at least on Holiday Headlines now, we want to appreciate the fans by just giving them shout-outs and things that we've seen. It could be in any sort of media, any anywhere. It could be someone walking down the street to take a picture of but it's you guys. We want to appreciate you and the things you come up with, the ideas you have, the just honorable mention things you'd like to say. And it could be gaming. It could be whatever we think is amazing. To give back, we want to shout you out. And I believe, Noma, you had one that you really wanted to talk about. Yes, my, my new slight obsession, if you could say. So for that one, we have to dive back into an, it hurts me to say this, but an almost ancient Star Wars game at this point which is, if anyone's ever heard of a game called Empire at War, it's a game that came out a long time ago. I want to say, like, 2007, maybe? It's like, it's a, it's a very old game. But there is an amazing mod community 
that has come out for it. And I think we talked about this in a previous Hollow Knight headlines back when one of their new updates or one of their later updates was making waves. Uh, there is a mod for Empire at War called Awakening of the Rebellion. So AOTR. Yeah, they, they released a new update within the last month that is 2.9 and it's called All Wings Report In. And it is this just huge kind of reworking of Empire at War. If you've ever played Empire at War and you think, oh, I know how to play this game, so did I. And then I went in and got my, I just got curb stomped into oblivion. I watched you play it and it was, it yeah. was crazy. It's a lot. They've, they've expanded on space combat entirely. They've expanded on ground combat entirely. It's no longer, it's no longer infuriating to play ground combat in Empire at War because I used to hate ground combat in that game. But the breadth of expansion is also insane. It's, if you are a Legends fan, it has stuff from every facet of Legends. There's stuff I haven't even heard about. There's a part where I'm, you know, I'm playing as the Empire right now. And I like one of the first units I had was Carrot Cruisers. And I was like, what's the Carrot Cruiser from? I've never heard of a Carrot Cruiser. And I looked it up and it's from the old school D6 Star Wars pen and paper RPG. Damn. Like it's that far out. That right? It's like. Yeah, it, they, they are pulling stuff from every facet of Legends. There's a bunch of heroes that I have that I never heard about because they're from, you know, really obscure Legends novels that I haven't actually read. There, everything, you can build the Arkhammer so that you can build Dark Troopers in this part. I literally, I just finished in my game, um, I just finished subjugating the, the Hapian Confederacy, or if anybody remembers those guys. And because I was fighting them, I was actually fighting the Dragons and Hapian Dreadnoughts in space where it's like, this is all stuff from legends that I vaguely remember. I didn't even remember the Hapian Navy. So that's a whole thing. And right. And it's just, it's amazing. There's so much effort and there's so much love put into this. And it is a super in-depth game. And you also have to be kind of smart about, it. I'm, I'm about to spur, uh, start, you know, uh, talking about this too much, but like, even in the space combat and stuff like that, all the ships have their own classifications. That's kind of what this new update was about. So you'll have Star Destroyers and they're ships of the line, right? Like there's just supposed to be your main force while you've got, you know, you've got your transports and your Xantis and other ships coming in to deploy fighter wings. And then at the same time, like I've got Architens and Victories that are deploying farther back because they're artillery ships. So they're, you know, setting up and firing in. And it really, it really makes me feel like I'm a space commander, right? Like I'm trying to be my own Thrawn, my, a worse version of Thrawn as I'm trying to I can confirm this. have the situation. Hmm? I can confirm yeah, that you're exactly, a worse version right. of Thrawn. Yeah, you, you saw me doing my fights. But, you know, it's just all this kind of stuff. And then even if you're playing a scum, then you, they bring in, like, you've got Venators and uh, Providence classes because they're using separated ships and all this other stuff. There's so much flavor and there's so much love and dedication poured into this mod that if you did play Empire at War and you've got this game sitting around, it's a free mod. So I'd absolutely recommend Steam, picking right? it up and trying it. Yep, through Steam only, unfortunately. But it's a it's a good uh, mod and it brings oh, life, yeah. breathes life back into it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I bought Empire War ages ago when I first had a Steam account, and I have like, I think twenty hours in it maybe, and now that's jumped up to like eighty. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot, and it's very very good. It's solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my my pick of the podcast is the Adventures of the Zolan Dart from the Dorky Diva podcast, which we had Brian Balance on a little while ago as a guest, and uh, he was releasing it then, and. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's only about 50-so minutes, 57 minutes or so. And uh, it's an audio drama, an original audio drama that takes place in the Star Wars universe. And it's non-canon. It's obviously not licensed by Lucasfilm or anything like that. It's just a fan project. Mm -hmm. But it's well done. And the, the amount of effort and 
fan appreciation for that was amazing. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I wanted to just plug it here. I have the link in the chat here. It goes to Dor Dorky Diva Presents. And uh, not only that, but they have a sequel that they're going to be making in the near future. And if you want to audition for it, they have some reels there. Or you, if you already have some side reels that you've already recorded for auditions and things like that, you can send those in and possibly be on the second The Adventures of Azolan Dart. So yeah, there's a little shout out to uh, Brian and the team over at the Dorky Diva. That's good to see, actually. Uh, listening to it's only about an hour long, yeah. Yeah, it's about fifty-seven um, minutes or so. It's not yeah. terribly long, uh, which makes it a little bit easier to access for people that don't have a lot of time, right? And honestly, if you're looking for more Star Wars things, this is what we want. This is these are the ideas we want. You never know who could be contacted and talked about about joining the new canon for something just based on ideas they've had. Um, now, the fanfic I have now, it's it's more amusing than anything. But uh, there was a redditor. Shadow Dash six seven four five uh, made a splice between Carnage and Darth Maul, so both Marvel now, I guess. But like these these crazy warriors, so you see like a symbiote infected yeah, Maul, cool. and it it's beautiful because the color scheme is the same, where they both have black and red and everything. So you just see wild, and I can you can imagine like when you see those renditions of Vader in his comics yeah that's the force exactly what this him, is but then you see his can you imagine what Maul's force kind of vision would be like oh you just God. have the the darts are like growing off of him into like a, <laughs> i thought i recognize i'm like i recognize this from somewhere right so that's that's why like i like it because it's carnage and it's Maul. but at the same time it, it invoked that image in my head and just like man that is a imagine now what a palpatine one would look like what a but on the other side what would a yoda like force vision kind of yoda look like and what would he be mm. taller would he be brighter an obi-wan what would he look like and you get to see all that and then you can go through all the sith throughout the ages like bane would i could just see this like it's him <laughs> and then this huge backdrop of darkness and as you zoom out more the darkness just grows and grows and grows and grows yeah. and grows and grows right mm. like there's uh, that maybe nihilist for that instead because just what they what their whole shtick is right mm. so that is an amazing piece of art and it looks like it was just like oh yeah i want to put something together blending things like this is amazing so and it yeah, also gives me like an ukiyo-e kind of feel to it a, a little bit right? yeah Ukiyo, uh, Japanese oh, like the ja yeah yeah, yeah. It, has I remember that, it has that like that stylization to it mm -hmm. and i mean we saw like the vader one from that look amazing the Django Fett one from that looked amazing oh yeah like the samurai versions of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so those that check that's another plug check those out if you haven't seen them yet even if it's just for the art alone you will not be disappointed I remember we saw those uh cosplayers at uh, Celebration Chicago yes we did. yeah that's right. the, the guys who cosplayed the samurai versions which was really cool mm -hmm. finally hit the outro thank you for those fan picks boys that is something that people should definitely take a look at if you've got something that you want to share or if you have something that you think people should take a look at get into contact with us send us an email send us something through and we'll be able to put that out on either twitter on instagram whatever it may be but noma's going to tell you how exactly you can get into contact with us yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can get in contact with us, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, the first one is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. 
We've also got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those handles are at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting our new episode tweets or your stories does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, subscribe, and follow to the podcast. Follow to the podcast? Follow the podcast. My English is great. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing helps with visibility, and as always, you can subscribe or follow for free for the latest episodes as soon as it releases. If they ever ask you to pay for something, we definitely do not need you to do that. Your support is all that we ask for. Thank you for listening to HoloNet Headlines. Coming up next, we have Dan's rendition, I would say, on a 10-hour loop of Vader's No from Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Following that, younglings, where do they go? Where do they come from? How do they get slaughtered? Okay. Find out. <laughs> That's not what Noma said. <laughs> it's in the same spirit. <laughs> oh my god.